Baby Myths Busted, a practical guide to giving your child the best start in life. Hi everybody, welcome back to our podcast, Baby Myths Busted. I am Jackie and this is Simon. Hello Jackie. Hello Simon. Today's topic is standing and pulling up to stand. So let's call it let's call it standing up. Standing up. Yeah, yeah okay. encompasses everything. Encompasses everything. All right. Now, when do babies naturally stand up? Well, they will be looking to do it around around the time they started to master crawling. They'll yeah. be looking at ways to now. All right, what? How do I progress to the next stage? Yeah. So standing up in a supported manner with their hands on the couch or mm-hmm. table or something mm-hmm. that might be happening at if your baby's really dominating crawling by nine months of age, that might be happening at nine months of age to 10 months of age around that time frame yeah. where they become upright. But that doesn't mean they're ready to stand unsupported, stand independently yet. So they can pull themselves up quite a bit before they actually, like what, do they take their hands off? Yeah, so before they'll be able to stand independently, they'll be doing a lot of pulling themselves up into standing. Yeah. A manoeuvre which is called pull to stand. Yeah, yeah. And then within that, once they get themselves up and onto the furniture or whatever it is, then they'll also start to do cruising around the furniture or creeping, depends Uh, on which hemisphere you're from. But they'll cruise around the furniture. So pulling the two aspects of that, pulling yourself up to stand and then also cruising around the furniture, lay the platforms for you to be able to stand independently without any support. So cruising is like monkeying, like creeping along the edge of like the couch. Correct. And so say they pull themselves up from the floor like they're putting their hands up on the couch cushion and they pull themselves up that way and then they can shuffle left or right along the edge of the couch cushion. Yep, that's your main game. Okay, and so are they mastering crawling before they do this or is it a simultaneous type of thing? Or They'll be ma- They would have mastered crawling. Yeah. Well, they should have mastered crawling. Yeah. And they will still be crawling when they do this. Yeah, so it's not like they get up and then they start walking and then crawling start it. They'll still be crawling as their main mode of transport to get around, but they'll just then have the ability to pull themselves up to be upright. Yeah, so they'll crawl across the floor and then they'll pull themselves up near the TV or pull themselves up on a chair or... Whatever they find to try and help themselves up. Crawl over here, up, get down, crawl over here, up, yeah. And just because they have the capacity to do it doesn't mean you then just put all their toys up. Oh, okay, yeah. You've got to make sure you're still... Most of the time, your toys are going to be on the ground. They're going to be playing with the toys on the ground. We still want them to be sitting and crawling and that sort of thing. You still want to be doing all those base level activities that we've gone through all of the previous episodes of this podcast. Yeah. So it's just a matter of allowing them to discover it. And they'll be motivated enough to be social with you. Yeah, well, that's sitting I was on the couch. Thinking, they'll yeah. want to be with you on the couch. So they'll well, crawl over to you, they'll pull yourselves up and they'll go, oh, look, hi, hello. Plus you it's know. a pretty cool skill. If they have done it once, they'll think, yeah, this is pretty exciting. I can do that. And everything's up higher than them. So they're going to be easily motivated to try it again and again, well, no, but, whether you put a toy there or not. So no need to. Yeah. And the goal of movement as a human is to get upright. Yeah, true. That is the inherent motivation. So... 
once they've got those prerequisites, those platforms in play, yep. that gives them the ability to then go, all right, cool, let's get upright. Yeah, cool. It would be pretty big for them. So what does it look like? A good pull-up to stand, is there a specific way they do it and then how they look once they're upright? Yep. So to pull yourself up to stand, you'll crawl really nicely over to whatever you got. Yep. And you'll be able to reach your, like, one hand up to the height of the coffee table or whatever it is and then bring the other hand up to match it with you. Yep. Hopefully be able to get a bit of your forearm onto the top of it. Oh, yeah. To help you get a bit of a wider or a longer or a bigger base to help pull yourself up. You'll pull yourself up a little bit using your upper body strength to allow your one of your legs to clear. So you go from basically kneeling on two knees. Yeah. You're about to pull up with your arms and one foot comes forward so you're planted that in the, on the ground in front of you like you're yeah. in a split squat or a lunge type of position yeah, on the ground. Yeah, like kneeling, down, kneeling on one knee, arms or hands up on the coffee table or something. Yeah, and then you'll use the combination of forces between your arms and that leg that's in front yeah. to push yourself up. And um, that foot that's on the floor will stay flat. Okay. Because most of the weight will be driven through your heel to drive yeah, yourself okay. up. And then as you drive through that heel and pull up with your arms, that other leg will do the same hip movement and leg movement that the original one did, and you'll pull yourself up and you'll be standing up. And is this why they won't tend to do this until they're crawling? Because they're not going to be able to lift their hand up off the ground out of crawling until they've established that. Yeah, and also the hip flexion component too. Yeah. Because you need to be able to crawl and roll to be able to do that part well too. Yeah. So the typical person or typical kid who say doesn't do a good pull to stand will be a kid that didn't roll properly. Okay. What does that look like or is that? It's just all arms with a really arch back. Don't use your legs at all. Oh. Or they'll push off the tops of their feet to push themselves up. They won't do any hip flexion movements. So one foot is then in front of them and they push oh, off. Oh, yeah. They just leave their legs behind them and try and push off like that. Yeah. With a super, super arch back. And is that the result of missing out on the patterning earlier on with your rolling and crawling and stuff? Or can you get to that position even if you've rolled, crawled well? If you've crawled, if you've crawled, if you've okay. crawled and rolled well, the patterning will be really good. Okay. But if you perhaps, you crawled, but it was a bit, it was less than ideal. Rolling, it was, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, but there's some element that looked all right. Yep. When you come to a more complex movement, the deficit will definitely show. And so, when you get upright, that is more complex movement. Yeah. Because you have to oppose yourself against gravity and stack yep. your body properly and like you're a Jenga tower. And if you don't have the capacity at that very base level to do something really well, you will not be able to do it in a more complex environment. So this is just highlighting the importance of getting the rolling and the tummy time and the crawling and everything. So then this pull up to stand movement should actually be quite simple. Yeah, it should look very graceful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And once they get practiced at it, it'll be very quick. You won't even see them get up. Yeah. Be up. It shouldn't uh-huh. be an effort at any stage. 
Is there a way that we can muck it up as parents if they're crawling okay if we're putting their toys up or pulling them up and putting their hands on the couch is that can we destroy what's all the good things that are happening by doing that you have the potential to yeah so if what they're trying to reach for is too high for them then they'll just find a different way to do it so it'll be too hard to get a good platform through their forearms on the yep. top of the surface. And so they will just pull with their hands. And so oh, you won't get yeah. the hip flexion component through. So you yep. won't be in that one knee kneeling position or split stance position. Yep. And then be able to push off. You'll just try and crawl, drag yourself up with your arms. Yep. Which doesn't set you up nicely for then the next stage of, you know, both cruising around the furniture, but then also getting into walking. Yeah, okay. So once they're up, should we encourage them to cruise or is this? do you just leave it all alone completely? Uh, you can encourage them to cruise. Cruising is really important. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a really important thing to be good at. Oh, really? Yeah. How? I don't think people would realize that. It's It develops the – it's really good for developing the muscles on the side of the hip. Okay. Which are responsible for essentially absorbing a lot of load when you land on the floor but also keeping your body – straight and still instead of having your, you'll see people walking around and you see their bum going up and down side to side as they walk. They're the people who didn't cruise well. (laughs) And that's just a recipe for back pain. Uh, You you might have done a lot of things well in your development here and then you get up to this cruising bit and you don't practice that at all. And that sets you up for your, especially your glute muscles, so your butt muscles, to not be able to oppose you against gravity and the forces that you're exuding on your body when you walk or run or jump or whatever. And so if a baby stands up assisted, like on the back of the couch and whatever, and we then go in and say, oh, yeah, cool, let's start walking now, and we put the baby's feet on our feet and we start walking it around and whatever, we cut off the cruising component and that's they're the people that end up with the wobbly hips. Well, you get you cut off the cruising component, but you also completely mess up their walking pattern. Yeah, okay. Let alone anything else. Which we will talk about next episode. All right, so uh, when I was researching for this one, I found some website that said it's perfectly fine to hold your baby in a standing position. In fact, that can be a good thing since it ha- helps to strengthen your baby's leg muscles. So... Is it about strength? Should we actually hold our babies in a standing position? No. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's not about strength? No, it's not about strength. It's about the summation of forces, about trying to control every element of the body to be able to make sure it's stacked appropriately and then joints are in the right position to allow for the best muscular mechanical advantage possible over all of your joints combined. It's not yep. just about leg strength. Yep. It's about leg strength. All we'd do is probably just get the babies to do some leg press or something. It's not about leg strength. Pretty much every single thing I came across said things. Here's another one. In order for a little one to stand alone, he must have sufficient muscle strength present in the legs, hips, and core. Yeah, look, it, to the layman, it appears as though, oh, yeah, wow, look how strong he is. Yeah. Look how much he's pressing into me. He's yeah. ready to stand up. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's, a lot of that is reflexes. Well, don't they do that really early too? Yeah. Because isn't that an early reflex where, oh, I don't know, I can't remember, but they like their reflex is to like 
press or stop their feet against you. And there's a reflex called your stepping reflex, which is present until about seven months of age. And so if you stand a baby up, they will, the the heel contact will make them lift their leg in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then if you put it back down, it'll do the other one. So that's present until about seven months of age. Yeah. People would probably think their They would see their baby, they would hold their baby up by their arms and they might have them on their legs or something when they're sitting down. They see their baby do that and they go, oh, baby's ready to walk, ready to stand up. But it's literally just a reflex. Wow. It's a primitive reflex that you want to get rid of. You don't want to hold on to it. And the problem is that people hold on to it because they think, oh, my baby's ready to walk or they'll keep... And well, so then, and so they then they'll try and babies. put them in standing all the time, yeah. yeah, not realizing that it's actually something that we need to dull down. And when we put them in those like play, no, what are they called? The wheelie walker things or those activity centers where they're in like a bit of a, a saddle or I don't know. <laughs> we spoke about it one of the other episodes, but where they're not quite on the floor, maybe their toes are touching the floor. Yeah. Is that if we put a baby in something like that before they can stand independently, are we encouraging that stepping reflex to stay? It's because not so, not so much the stepping reflex, but you're encouraging the plantar reflex, which is a different reflex entirely, which oh, is God. essentially the toe walking one. Yeah, yeah. So you just... Don't want to be, again, the golden rule for me is you never put your baby into a position that it cannot transfer or be in and by itself. Yeah. So if it can't stand independently, you don't put it in a piece of equipment that makes them stand. Yeah. Full stop. So you see a lot of little babies, like, I don't know, five, six months old, they're ready to look up and see the world and whatever, and they might be a bit whingy and whatever, so you turn them to face away from you and you've got their feet on your leg like they're in a standing position. So don't do that. Nope. Don't do that. The cuteness factor will destroy the development of your child. And it's, oh, it's cute. They like it. Oh, this is yeah, fun. Yeah, they like it. That's the thing. And then they're as a parent, whingy. you're like, oh, cool. They're smiling. Oh, yeah. isn't smiling great? Yeah, that's fantastic. Very happy for you. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you're not going to be smiling when your kid's having to try and deal with pain or issues later in life. Yeah. Or well, they just don't enjoy physical but, activity. Yeah, which is then going to be a bane of your existence. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so it's not about strength. That was everywhere, all over the internet. It's that they strength. need strength. Yeah, they need to be able to coordinate all different parts of their body to be able to stack things properly to enable the inherent control of your brain and musculoskeletal and neurological systems to work together. Yeah, to combine rather than having specific strength. Because I've seen plenty of kids before who parents have brought them in and said, oh, my kid can't stand up, but their leg muscle's not strong enough. And I was like, no, it's just because they can't connect their shoulder blade onto their rib cage to allow these oblique muscles to help the hip stabilize. So yeah. it's not their leg muscles at all. It was muscles around their shoulder that was preventing them from standing up. Yeah. You so, can't just have a blanket rule on strength and lower body yeah. and core. That's great. But it's just the lingo and the terminology and the insinuation on that is just wrong. Where I think I see it most is you'll go out for a coffee, sitting at the cafe and there's mum there with a little baby, four, five, six months, whatever, and getting a bit whingy. And so the mum will sit there, want to have a coffee. And so the baby sits on her lap, maybe somewhat upright. So that's first issue because they're not supposed to be sitting yet. Or because they're getting a bit whingy and they need to move them around a bit and then they'll put them up to stand on their leg. So for people like that, you're better off getting a takeaway coffee and finding a patch of grass and sit down on a yeah, picnic rug with your go, friend and let your baby crawl around. <laughs> yes, I know that's a social killer, but 
you need to be able to change your social interactions to allow for the ideal development of your child. Yeah. Because you can't really put the child down on the cafe floor and let it crawl around or sit. Well, you could if you want. Yeah, but depending on where it is and what type of flooring it is and you could be outside. But if you want to get a takeaway, take a picnic rug and get your friend to meet you at the park. Yeah. Rather than try and sit or stand cafe. Because who wants to try and have their child restrained when they're trying to have breakfast somewhere? It just makes the experience not good for anybody. Yeah, I remember going through that phase. It was definitely a phase where it just wasn't worth taking your child out to have a sit-down coffee because not only were they not able to sit because they're not old enough, they're not able to stand, they're not old enough, they're looking at everything and reaching for everything and always hungry and it just, yeah, it was just easier not to do that. It just becomes a bit of a mission. Now, the other thing I saw was encouraging your baby to pull up to stand can make them bow-legged. And this person was busting a myth, apparently, saying... Good. Yeah, saying that uh, you can pull your baby up to stand and it's not going to encourage them to be bow-legged. The bow-legged thing will come earlier on anyway. It just comes out when you get upright. Ah. So bow-leggedness is essentially the groin muscles. Yeah, Pulling way too tight. How does that happen? So your groin muscles interact with some of your lower abdominal muscles and they do like a crisscross stabilization pattern across the bottom and front of your pelvis. Yeah. Over your pubic symphysis, for those who know your anatomy at home. And if your internal obliques, which directly connect with your groin muscles, do not have the support of your lower abdomen to be able to function enough, then you will just grip on with your groin and that will give that bow-legged appearance in children. Wow. Didn't realise it started so early. That starts, yeah, that is relevant and that positional relevance starts in both your three-month positions on your front and your back. Can you see that by the way that they lift their legs up when they're laying on their back? So if you're going to have a predisposition to it, then when they lift their legs in the air, their part of their back will also come off the floor oh. because they know your low, their lower belly muscles are not firing up enough. Mm. And then when they're on their belly... They just won't, when they get to that four and a half, five month of age type of marker where you can tell with 95% accuracy if your child's going to be able to walk or not, if they can prop themselves up on, say, their left elbow and drag their right knee up to make a diagonal connection or an oblique connection and then reach for a toy with one hand, if they can do that, then you've got a 95% chance of your child walking, no matter where they are in their development delay or neurological impairment or whatever. Okay. But if they can do that movement, you've got sufficient control of the groin musculature too. Yeah. Okay. So the issue, if you mm. if bow-leggedness will appear when you become vertical because it shows the groin muscles trying to oppose gravity and they will pull from your knee where they connect and pull up into your hip and that will give you the bow-legged sensation or the bow-legged look. Yep. And it, you won't see it until they get upright. Yeah, okay. Okay. So it's bad to stand your baby up before they do it themselves. I think we've established things like this the whole way through. It happens before you know it, right? So as soon as they're crawling, they start crawling, all of a sudden they're up and then all of a sudden they're creeping and then all of a sudden they're walking. Yeah, and if you want to have an idea about is my baby ready to stand up, a very simple way of looking at it, if your child is sitting down, sitting really well, really nicely and tall, relaxed, And they can lift their arms to 120 degrees. So that means 90 degrees is having your arms straight out in front of you at shoulder height. And another 30 degrees higher than that. So say maybe your 
and gets to your ear level there yep. or thereabouts yep. or the top of your head yep. with a straight arm. If your kids can do that, then they're ready to stand up. But don't interfere. Just notice you that just and note, think, oh, it's going to happen soon. You can note, okay, my child is getting ready to stand up or yep. has the capacity to stand up. Yeah. And if they're not standing up by 12 months and you go, okay, I know they've got the capacity, maybe I just need to motivate them. And then oh, you can yeah, motivate okay. them with a toy or motivate them with yeah. something else. Right? Yeah. But that's just a nice little indicator. So you really need to be sitting before you can stand. Yeah. And sitting well. Yeah. And having good practice at that because to be able to lift your arms in the air to try and reach for a toy and sitting requires a lot of control. Yeah, that's true. So you're going to have to be sitting for a while to be able to... Yeah, develop that control to then be able to lift your arm up and reach for something above your head. Yeah, so if kids standing up at eight months, one reflexes are still probably yeah. reflexes are still going to be strong. Yep. Which there's a greater chance of your uprighting being impacted. Yep. But yeah, you're also just not going to have the inherent control to be able to do it. Yeah, because you haven't sat. Yeah. We haven't sat. Yeah. Guarantee you that much. When we lift a child up off the ground, or off bed, whatever, we're putting them down on the ground. We put them down in a position that they can do themselves. Yep. So if they're even if they're sitting, we can put them down on their back, we can put them down on their tummy, go backwards a little bit so they yep. Make keep a practicing. Yep. yep. Keep practicing getting themselves into the next position. So if they've pulled themselves up against the couch or whatever once or twice, we have our baby in our arms, we want to put them down on the ground. Do we try and tuck their legs underneath and put them down on their bottom or put them down on their back or is it just, okay, here you go. You, can. you just put them down the ground because they will have now the responses in the air to be bracing themselves for the floor. So they'll be ready to go to hold themselves in a particular position. The bracing strategies change as you get older. Yeah. So as if you're a three-month-old baby, you won't really reach for the floor. But by the time you get to about six months, you'll start reaching for the floor with okay. your hands especially. And you'll start to see that type of stuff change. Yeah. So you just put them down however they fall. And if that is on... Well, can't be on their feet independently. No, you're not just going to try and stand them up. Yeah. Do we put them on their feet if they're going to be supported by the couch or anything? No. Or no, you don't. You make them go, don't go there. Yeah, yeah they okay. got to pull themselves up to stand. So we put them on their bottom, put them don't on their hands and knees, them, whatever. Just don't stand them and balance them up against yep. the, whatever they're trying to balance up against on their hands yep. because they've got to practice pulling themselves up because yep. it's a very important component of being able to control yep. your body in a vertical position. So they can either go in a side, back or front lying position? Or so the easiest thing is just put them on their belly and they'll get themselves okay. up. And they would and they'll be crawl over to wherever. Quickly. They'll probably race away from you really quickly, hopefully. Yeah, true. Yeah. Go to pull themselves up and off they go. Okay. Easy. And before you know it, they're standing unassisted. Yep. So they will probably transition from taking one hand off the couch. Yeah. And be playing with a toy in one oh, hand, yeah, supporting yeah. themselves with the other. Yeah. And then they'll what typically happens is they'll also then turn themselves probably 90 degrees away from their support zone. Where they've got the toy in one hand, they'll turn their body, probably turn their outside leg, so the leg yeah. that's corresponding to the arm that's got the toy in it, yeah. they'll turn that out to match it. And yeah. then they'll bring their other hand over to the toy and be out trying to manipulate yeah, okay. it with both hands. And then, before you know it, they're standing independently. Yeah, yeah. And they might not even realize it's a big thing. It's just what yeah. they're naturally progressing to. And Correct. They were just ready for it. Yeah. 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 Happy days. Yeah. You don't need to train standing. Like you don't need to train sitting. Like you don't need to train crawling. Like you don't need to train rolling. Yeah. You just need to give them the opportunity to learn the steps underneath all of those. Yeah. For them to be able to action subconsciously, automatically, yeah. without intervention. And just because they've done it once doesn't mean 
they're done. Move on from what they've previously done. Revert them back to Make hands and knees, belly, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Okay, good. And then next episode, we're going to talk about walking. Final stone. Well, one of the first one of the <laughs> final milestones in that 12 to 18 months of your life. Yeah. yeah which also sets a foundation for everything else. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about ending up? Uh, I think people underrate how important it is to do well. Yes. Because you have all these other milestones like rolling, crawling and whatever else that are yep. seemingly more important or more fun or yep. whatever. But standing up on its merits, besides sitting being the first time you equalize your spine against gravity, yep. standing up then incorporates the entire system in one against gravity. So do not rush it. Yeah. Okay. Let your yeah. child take the time to practice all of the components. Yeah. Because this is your final opportunity to make sure that your child is going to be able to hold themselves as well as they possibly can moving forward for the rest of their lives. And if you try and rush it, all the good work that hopefully you did earlier on can be negated just by you trying to rush this. Yeah, wow. So take your time. Okay. Let them cruise heaps around the couch. Oh, why is my kid always still cruising all around the couch? Great. Just let him practice. Who cares? I don't care how long he does it for. Yeah. Plus it's fun. They can move. Just let it happen. Eventually, they will stand by themselves and then go on to walk. But just let them practice it. Don't try and force them into something else. Yeah. Okay. And last question just to rehash. So if they're not standing by themselves, by when should we? Oh, look, you've got to be able to stand before you can walk. And walking's a 12 to 15-month-old thing typically. Yeah. So standing, around the time you'll start to see them crawling really fast and making it really easy, that's when they'll start to think about pulling themselves to stand. Yep. And then you give yourself maybe four to six weeks of them doing that before they're going to think about standing independently. So it's going to be around that 11-month mark before they're standing. Okay, got it. All right. I will think that's it then for standing up. We'll catch you next time on Walk. See ya. Bye. Feeling more than fine.